0: In, throughout my life um, probably most of my childhood I, I mean at least like middle school and above um, I've struggled with my weight um, you know I still am overweight uh, medically obese and that is something that I've struggled with most of my life um, I've struggled with my relationship with food um, I definitely um, I guess I would say I have a very i self-medicate with food i you know I look at it as comfort um, as a source of pleasure um and it's definitely an area where I have a lot of impulsivity with um, and that's been something I struggled with my whole life
1: welcome back to the better fitness proof podcast i'm your host matt april and today i'm here with one of our amazing members mitch Hello everybody. Hi mitch can you say hi to everybody
0: and then introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you hi everybody i'm mitch uh i've been a member here at been on better since november um so that's like what seven months now um and uh i'm 28 years old and um i work in supply chain management uh, yeah Perfect. So let's talk about
1: what the biggest win for you has been maybe recently or overall to capture everyone's attention. And then we'll go all the way back through the story of what brings you to current time.
0: Well, I think the biggest win, and and I'm sure we'll have more conversation about this is um, since I started coming here, I've, this is the first time in my life where I've consistently um, made a effort and pretty frequent, most, most frequently was able to to come in and and work out three times a week. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big step. It's a big step for a lot of people. Absolutely. Yeah. Going
1: from zero to anything in fitness is a big step.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. And and I've noticed it's made a huge difference. You know, a lot of the, the progress, you know, um, the muscle memory, the, you know, the, the muscle gains, like they've been able to be sustained and, and, uh, you know, uh, I remember it was hard in the beginning, but it definitely got easier over time. And, uh, and yeah that's perfect so
1: tell me so now let's let's talk about for you with physical fitness and everything what was one of the biggest strength wins or gains or or, or things that you have noticed for yourself in terms of your health your physical health yeah
0: i mean there's been things i've accomplished o- you know over the last few months that i've never accomplished before um or at least not like a long long, like what? long time give me an example give i me an mean example. when i came in here i I either did less than a handful of actual pushups or it might've just been knee push-ups. And now I can do, I mean, I think a few weeks ago I did at least 20 like, on, your on my feet. Yeah, yeah dude.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's huge. Uh, that's huge.
0: And I covered a few. And months. if you asked, if I could, if I would imagine that I was going to be able to do that in November, I probably would. So that's, it's amazing. That is
1: so amazing. Good. So, um, with with your fitness. And with like the push-ups, for example, that is a great measurement of progress going from needing to resort to being on your knees for a little more stability to now all the way up to on your toes and going over more than more than just a few, like 20 push push-ups in one time. That's fantastic. And I know that you've experienced how we do progressions of every three months we do our testing. So what are some other big memorable moments? If you can recall, maybe not the specific numbers, but the specific improvements that you've made in that, in that realm.
0: Um I mean all sorts I mean I, I mean, when we talk about all the functional movements that we do here, I mean there's been huge progress in in all that I've that I've done here and being able to do them and improving my form and upping my weight and all of them, I mean, I mean gosh, I mean you know I, I walked in here and we were talking about uh deadlifts and and uh and rdls and i was like i don't even know what those are i don't know how to do them (laughs) and now it's you know and now like I, i know what it's all about and and not only do i understand the benefit but like yeah i mean it's been a huge improvement and i and Wherever I go from here, like those are movements that I want to incorporate into into my exercise program.
1: Yeah, And you've got to do a place now with your health and especially with your fitness that I can see the benefits in your personality. I can see the in your in your physical appearance and how you carry yourself. You have a lot more confidence yeah. because you've built that by starting slow and starting steadily with the gym and with fitness yeah. in the same way, going from nothing to consistently doing
0: three days a week. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was huge. I mean, being able to prove to myself that I can do this and I can stick with it. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, that was absolutely huge because I, I, especially in the, in the, in the, in the fitness realm for my life, it, it wasn't, it wasn't really an area where I had many, many wins and, and continued success over. So being wasn't, it was not, no. I struggled most of my life with that
1: you struggled most of your life
0: with fitness? Oh for sure yeah, I mean, before I came here, um, I guess we could go into that story. yeah, let's go into that. um so I mean, throughout my life, um probably most of my childhood, I, I mean at least like middle school and above, um, I've struggled with my weight um you know, I still am overweight, um, uh, medically obese, and that is something that I've struggled with most of my life. Um, I've struggled with my relationship with food. Um, I definitely, um, I guess I would say I have a very, I self-medicate with food. I, you know, I look at it as, or I still have an association with it, um, where I, Look at look at it as a source of comfort, um, as a source of pleasure, um, and it's definitely an area where I have a lot of impulsivity with, um, and that's been something I struggled with my whole life. Um, so, I think I've made a lot of strides with that over the years, um, especially over the last several months. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's been, it hasn't been straight lines, um, but... I'm definitely headed in the right direction there's been ebbs and flows no doubt and it's still something i need to put a lot of effort into and um and refine but i'm you know even though maybe some of the some of what the scale tells me like it's not exactly where i would want to be i definitely am happy or i'm pleased with where i am now and i would not want to go back to you know where i was before november before i started coming here
1: Mitch, you hit on so many really, really strong points, and I, every single time you said it, I was like, "Oh, yes, yes, oh, yes." One, looking at food and the way that you have and you do, you're not alone in that. So many people, members currently who I know and I'm working with now, uh, members who have come, 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 gone in the past, because we are a stepping stone for some people, and even myself. I mean, I use food as a crutch sometimes. I use food as it, 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 it's a piece of our genetics is a piece of how we're made up. And you've heard me talk about this, even things like sugar, we are chemically addicted to sugar, especially as an American culture, right? Everyone's addiction is a little bit different. But the way our brains receive those reward systems with food and with sugar, it's the same thing that happens that are triggered from like serious drugs, like heroin and things like that. So to say that you're struggling with it, you're not alone in that camp. And to know that you're aware of it and that you're being mindful and that you're moving forward, like you had, when we were working together for those months at a time, every single week, you come in and you're making steps of progress, bring more awareness to the food you're eating, right? Think about when you were eating before our first meeting, our first meeting, you listed all the different things you were eating. And I went through and said, okay, man, we need to change this one up, change this one up. And you were so worried, but you did it Mm -hmm. and you came in. Is if it's not okay, you can stop me here, but you came in and told me about IBM. Oh yeah. So
0: yeah. I definitely want to talk about, about what you're that. going through. Cause actually yeah. we didn't, that's like one of the biggest wins is on the yeah. daily. I feel so much better and <laughs> I feel so much better on a daily basis, um, with my gut issues. So, um,
1: so where were you, so, were you? so tell yeah. like paint a picture for everyone who's, who doesn't know Mitch, where you were before we had our conversation that help to improve where you to where you're yeah. right now
0: with that so i um for those who don't know um <laughs> um i i have um irritable bowel syndrome um D, um and the d is for diarrhea <laughs> I'm, i was there with
1: you for for a very long time
0: yeah. um and you know it's just something that you learn to manage and you try to limit your triggers and and um try to put it in place actions um the food you eat um water which we'll talk about um and and all that to better manage it so that you're like on the daily and then during the day like you're setting yourself up for more success so um
1: so what was it like before like what 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 kind of what were you dealing with people who have no idea like what you were dealing with what were you dealing
0: with oh i mean the i mean i i was diagnosed with ibsd i think in I think it was 2017. And um, I mean, I remember like the first six months that I was diagnosed, I mean, that was from a health perspective, it was like one of the worst times of my life. Uh, what are You going through? I didn't know what to eat. I was spending large, large, large amounts of time um, in the bathroom and in such discomfort. I you know, there were other issues um, that derived from that. What kind of issues? Um, I, you know, just, I guess, discomfort and and pain, and then obviously from a mental and emotional standpoint, it really uh, puts a toll on you because like, you can't even make it through the day. You don't even have confidence to like, to go out. I mean, yeah, you know, you, you start carrying around over the counter meds and you're seeing doctors regularly and you're scheduling uh preventative uh screenings that people uh in their mid twenties usually don't um schedule and that are reserved for people above fifty if you know what i'm talking about <laughs> um so yeah I mean a lot of unpleasant things um and things got better from where they were in twenty seventeen but i mean for years i did not i mean i mean up up until recently I didn't feel like I really was managing it I felt like I made a few tweaks here and there and I was living with it but it 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 was it's been a roller coaster ride and um
1: what was one of the worst moments like maybe don't get too into it but like give me an idea of like I want I want to be able to relate I want our members and people who are listening to relate and understand like to see if they also have felt like that maybe they'll bring some awareness to them so tell me like one of those most memorable moments for you that unfortunately was not a really great memory to keep, but you it's burned in there because of how much you went through. Um, paint me a picture of the life.
0: I mean, at the at, at the worst it was, you know, I went through a, a full elimination diet. Um, and so that, that's basically like a diet where you eliminate, uh, major foods that are usually, um, Common groups of allergies and food sensitivities and stuff like that. So, I think uh, I'm trying to think what the big ones are dairy, wheat, eggs. Got yeah. it. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I think those are the main ones.
1: Yeah. Wheat. So, you get gluten. Yeah. You said dairy, eggs. Yes. Um, Legumes. Yep. Alcohol. Mm-hmm. Those are the major, the big, major inflammatory things for a lot of people and the troublesome things for a lot of people. So, you cut all those things out.
0: Yeah. So, like one of the most um, discouraging things that Was going on in twenty seventeen was there is like a there were weeks where I had to be home because my symptoms got so bad and like I couldn't even be at work and you couldn't even go to work. There were days where I couldn't even go to work because well yeah because I I, you
1: were suffering that
0: suffering that much um and I I I wasn't even confident that I could successfully like leave the house and, and get in the car and all that, like, because the symptoms were so unpredictable. Um, and I I think I was just talking to, uh, there was a, there was a time period where I was just talking to my primary care physician and me may, and maybe like a gas, um, a gastro specialist, but I wasn't seeing a nutritionist yet and or a dietitian. And, um, their advice for me in the interim was to go on the, on, on basically a brat diet um bananas rice apples toast and i was still like it maybe it helped a little bit like 10 percent, but like i was still in it and so like being in the middle of that and like still suffering that much i mean that
1: yeah it can take a toll like you were saying mentally emotionally physically yeah it takes a toll and so, bring us now to like more of a current time. After you going ups and downs, and not a linear pro- progress at all by any means with IBS or with with weight or anything in life, it's never directly linear. It's always ups and downs and ebbs and flows. So bring me. So bring us to now the current time of of where you are now with with IBS and where you are with your with your current
0: yeah emotional um, So I mean unfortunately like it it does take a little bit of time to identify what your triggers are and either eliminate them or really minimize them in your diet um and there's some things that like um they're not super well known and once you figure that out they make a huge difference um this is actually before i started here but um maybe a few years ago i started seeing a nutritionist and who specialized in IBS and the first thing that that they told me was you need to like either uh, uh, um, really cut down or eliminate sugar alcohols from your diet because those just really flare up. Um, so sugar alcohols. Yeah, um, I'm not like a professional and you could help me with this. But um, I think they're like, they're all those ingredients that end in TOL. Um, like, yeah. So think yeah. about like Zorbitol, xylitol, Xylitol. Aristotle, yeah, you got it, yeah, all those bunch of talls, yeah, yeah, and one of the biggest, um, one of the, one of the most common ways that you see it, um, in, or that I that I that it used to appear in my day to day life is in mints and gums. Mm -hmm. Um, it's I mean any any almost yeah any gum that isn't doesn't have sugar in it, um yeah it has i think it has sorbitol and xylitol in it and you you don't don't really think about it but like you chew five pieces a day oh man and i i had no idea that was really contributing to my issues and then i i eliminated that made a huge difference
1: huge huge (laughs) and i know that when we were talking about all of this we brought more awareness to this because you had discover this yourself and then not realizing that there were also artificial sweeteners and a lot of other yeah. products you're we using because you're trying to help with weight loss, right? And this is a very classic, traditional, not to be faulted way of thinking is that we need to we want to lose weight. We want to change our body composition in some way. So we need to alter our calories. So the the short answer, the quick fix answer for a lot, a lot, a lot, so many people is, okay, let's just look for the foods that don't contain as much calories or maybe that are calorie free. Mm-hmm. And you're right, there is a price to be paid with those because they do have things like the sugar alcohols, all the things ending in tall, like xylitol, sorbitol, erythritol, the most popular, most common ones. But then we also have the artificial sweeteners like aspartame and ACE-K and sucralose. Like these artificial sweeteners, all these things we're listing, the reason for why they cause so much inflammation and, and gut issues is because they cannot be broken down, and digested by our bodies. So they just build up over time, and yes, eventually they pass, but it takes a while to get through. And and so in that inflammation, when there's more inflammation, and then it causes this trigger effects of everything that you've gone through, Mitch. Absolutely, and you've suffered through. Yeah. But I remember you. I remember having this conversation. And interrupt me if if you recall, and you want to tell a story, but. We were sitting down and I asked you about all the foods you're eating. I looked through them all and that's when I was like, okay, let's, let's remove this one because you told me about the IBS. I said, let's just take this one out, let's take this one out, let's take this one out, take this one out. And you said, well, what do I do with all my food? I don't, like, don't want to throw it away. And I said, that's okay. How about for now? Let's test it out. Let's give it a few weeks. And you can just bring it in here. We'll throw it up, we'll throw up in, the, in the storage area. And it's still there yeah, from
0: November, everybody. It's still <laughs> there,
1: but so where are you now? How have you been doing since having removed a lot of those products? Yeah, I mean, I've
0: been I've been doing great. I mean, the the biggest thing that I carry as a win in my diet and that I I can carry on for you know for how as long as I can see is how much I've uh, transitioned away um, as far as beverages go from other. You know, um, like what, like um, sweetened drinks, mm-hmm. uh, sodas,
1: you There's name it. the Powerades, Monster. the Red Bulls, all the things that were were there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sodas, the juices, everything that contains those, not only the sugars and like and like the the natural ones, but the artificial ones yep. and the other sweetened su- sweetener options. Yeah. right.
0: Because I mean, yeah, you don't get the sugar, you don't get the calories, but like. I mean, especially for someone like me who has an IBS, like it just has all these other consequences. Um, I mean, besides, you know, the fact that even the, the diet stuff makes you crave sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, and we talked about like the ar- the artificial ingredients and, and the sweeteners, you know, they can give you gut issues and all that. So, I mean, you know, eliminating those by... More than ninety five percent in in my day to day is has been has been huge.
1: It's been huge, and I know that's yeah, I'm one so much more, more hydrated. Yes, <laughs> more, yeah, give me some. Yes, so much better. And I know that we were also going through removing. Uh, we were talking about getting dairy out of your diet because
0: we knew that that was also kind yeah. of Oh, that That's we been scouting. that's been huge as well. Because yeah. I remember I was coming in here, um, when we started, and I just cut out lactose from my diet because I thought that was my issue. Um, but, no, I mean, like, you look at, like, so usually, like, one of the biggest, uh, I guess, treatments, they say, for IBSD um, is going on a low FODMAP diet, um, which is, um, FODMAP is an acronym that stands for, like, different food groups that are usually big triggers for the IBS. And one of those is dairy. And, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, you're doing great. <laughs> and, I don't know. I, I just, I just listen. listen. I, and I, I make this joke to people all the time. I love dairy. My body doesn't.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> me too. I'm right there with so you. It's really hard.
0: It's, it was. <laughs> it was really hard to cut it. Cut it out from my diet. I didn't want. And I honestly, I, I don't think I wanted to think of it as a possibility or admit that I need to take it out of my diet. But I really did. Um, and Matt Rush really helped me. He's like, he's like, you know, I think I came in for a nutrition meeting and I was just making excuses I was like I don't want to cut it out like can I just like have a little bit you're like no (laughs)
1: like like
0: no just try it for a week see how you do um or maybe it was two weeks but either way like I felt so much better and I was like dang Dang, I didn't want to cut it out but like but this is like this is more living than you know than it was before so like it's absolutely worth it it is that oh it's just cascades to everything else in life
1: oh Mitch that was beautiful yes say that again say just say it, summarize everything you just said it was so good oh, man. I can't remember oh. it was so good the fact that you made that small change that you weren't you weren't quite ready to do but yet you knew there were benefits for it so you talked about dairy being that thing where you you love dairy but your body doesn't love uh-huh. it so you talked about how like every time you come in there was like well I'll cut this out but I still want to have this little thing I want to cut most of it out but I'll still have this yeah I was like no just go all in. Yeah. Just go all in for like one week just give it a shot. And you did. Mm-hmm. And that one week turned into another week and then turned into another week and now you're practically dairy free which is awesome. Yeah.
0: Just huge. Yeah, I mean I mean I guess I guess the takeaway would be like making making changes like on the daily that uh, lifestyle changes that um they can be intimidating but like I would, I would say, and I think Matt would say too, like try them for a week or two, see how it changes how you feel. And, you know, it may not seem like it would make that much of a difference, but like, you would be surprised, like, (laughs) what happens to the human body, you know? And uh, I mean, I think you talked about before, like with dairy, um, sometimes it's not an immediate effect. It's like a lingering, it could be a lingering effect, like with the inflammation or, or just like gut health, it, 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 you know, it could just stay with you for more than a day more than a few days so cutting it out of your diet eventually like it really just it 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 changes how you feel and it really cuts down on on all that ill ill effects over time i'm so proud of you <laughs> that is
1: mitch give me some more man that i'm just oh like a proud like a proud parent listening to his, his youngling just like going through it all youngling there you go there's a there's a star wars star wars treat for you i've been watching we've been watching obi-wan oh, i have as well uh, it's very good. So good. Yes. So good. That's good. like not to go on a side <laughs> tangent here, but loving this show right now. We just watched episode five. I love how much they've really taken the storyline and connected it all so well, but made Darth Vader just such a bad mofo. <laughs> like, you know, he's a like bad dude, you see it now in these in these like this short mm-hmm. right now with Obi Wan and it's so good. So uh, side note, actually, while we're here, while, while we're here, sure. if you're hanging out with us on YouTube, hey, thanks so much for hanging out with us. Make sure you click that subscribe button, give it a thumbs up for this video because Mitch is inspiring, and we love to have that feedback with a thumbs up. And then comment below: Have you seen the new Obi Wan? And what do you think about Darth Vader? What do you think about all that stuff? Or maybe comment about Mitch's journey and what you think and what you and how proud you are of Mitch. Either way, we welcome the comments and get a conversation going of any type. But while you're here, if you're listening on podcast, make sure you click the thumbs up, or rather the five star rating. While you're here, and um, hit subscribe while you're here too on any podcast platform because we appreciate it. And this is a free show, and this is how we'll help keep changing lives around the globe is with these inspiring stories and because of you guys listening and checking it out. So uh, I'm gonna swing back over to you now, Mitch. So with with the IBS and with making progress and and seeing the the strength improvements and the physical improvements and the mental improvements, what are what are you what are you where are you now? Where how are you feeling now with now knowing what you know? What do you what do you plan to do going forward? Are you gonna go back to dairy? Are you gonna keep moving forward in the way you are? Give me give
0: me a run. Yeah, I mean a lot of the changes I made, like I'm gonna continue because I know that they made huge differences. So like the amount of water I drink and um drinking um a tall glass of water before I eat anything or drink anything else in the day, um, that really helps.
1: Hold on, pause, pause, it's so good. Yeah. How much water were you drinking before we sat down and, and spoke about the Man, importance of how much I water? Drinking?
0: I know it was a lot less. i mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we talked about like what I used to be. I mean, for breakfast, was I drinking water? No. Was I? I mean, yeah, I had a water bottle at my desk, but how often was I actually drinking it and refilling it? Uh-huh. And I remember, like at all the major meals, I was I was eating. Excuse me. I was eating some kind of, um, you know, soda or iced tea or or. um no calorie power rate or you know one of those and i had red bull in my diet or diet red bull and yeah yeah and now and, and now like all those meals i always have water, I always have water. oh so proud or, of so, you. or seltzer but which is that's that's carbonated, carbonated water that's yes, <laughs> saying
1: still good man it is still a win and i'm so proud of you because i know how big of a jump that was going from how little water you were doing and when i told you the number of how much water we should aim in for you were blown away you're blown away right i always tell people My bare minimum for when we're working together in our fitness realm for people who are trying to make composition changes, trying to improve their body, trying to improve their health, their mindset, anything, start with water Mm -hmm. and start with a bare minimum of just checking the box for 64 ounces in your day. That needs to become the non-negotiable bare minimum of what you get in a day. Then let's build on it and add another eight ounces or another 12 ounces or another 16 ounces and then eventually get you to the point where we're drinking half of your body weight in ounces per day or more. Right. And that's the goal. And when I told you our minimum, I think you were a bit taken back. And then I said, What we're working toward is half your body weight ounces per day. And you got I think this there's this moment where you're just like, Oh my God, that's so much water. I don't <laughs> want to drink that much water. And now with you you're doing it. Mm-hmm. You're probably drinking more yeah. than that. And I'm oh so proud. So proud. And you can see the difference, like, I mean, just in your skin and like the the fact that you were able to Perform exercises without the the amount of strain that you'd feel if you were dehydrated or on a lower end of your yeah. hydration. Oh, for sure, Mitch. It's huge, man. It's awesome. Yeah. So keep going. I interrupted you. Keep going. Um, keep going. Just talking about wins and life and, and the things you've learned and how you're applying them. Yeah,
0: I mean, and and just going back to the water real quick is I also noticed that one of my worst um, I guess gut times in the day was like in the morning. And I don't like to have a cup of coffee in the morning I, and I don't do it. It varies day to day. Like if I'm not tired, I'd actually try to cut out coffee because I actually cough. Caffeine, I think, is um, a trigger for me, but it's not one of my worst triggers. So, like, I try to manage it. And um, but I've noticed, like, instead of having coffee first thing in the morning, if I have the water first, it kind of helps calm things down a little bit, too. So that's made a huge difference.
1: It's huge, man. You're right. Coffee is, well, caffeine, being that it's in coffee, and the coffee makes it, it makes it a diuretic. So it, it's going to help move things along. And if your systems aren't primed and ready and operating at their best capacity, right, with better hydration, then you're right. It can be a trigger for you, especially because it's naturally already a diuretic. So it's going to just enhance what's going to actually already happen. So when you're better hydrated, when you're choosing better food options, it helps now allow you to have that cup of coffee in the morning without feeling the stress and strain that you would have felt prior without the water and the the better options for your foods i'm just oh man so so as so now without being dairy so what do you put in your coffee
0: um so now i put i put non-dairy um you know creamer and milk in it so like I'll I'll sweeten almond milk and i'll throw in um like a silk almond creamer um, as well and then if it's not sweet enough i'll throw in a packet of, of stevia um but just regular stevia um they're actually, in case you you people didn't know, um, some, you know if you have IBS, it's important to read labels. Um, one of the um, stevia distributors they actually throw a sugar alcohol in there with the stevia. Whoa. So you, whoa, I have to like just buy like the regular stevia.
1: Note it. Always <laughs> read your nutrition labels, more specifically the ingredients as well, yeah. so you know what you're having. I didn't know for the longest time that a lot of the foods I was consuming even though it didn't, like, it didn't say gluten-free on the package, I have to eat a gluten-free, dairy-free, and that's the kind of lifestyle that I live because I know how much the inflammation was causing me issues with my gut and my health and my IBS and spending a lot of time on the D, like the, you know, the diarrhea section. I didn't realize this, that dextrose, which is, in, is a very, very, very common ingredient in so many of our foods, yeah. that is more often than not derived from wheat. Which also can can contain no, gluten, so we, got, we just have to be mindful about everything, right? Mm-hmm. So the little things it may not be like loaded packed full of gluten. So for me not having an allergy, it's more of a sensitivity. I was able to, I'm able to still go on with life without any major serious complications. But every once in a while, I'll be like, what did I have that's making me react this way? Mm-hmm. And I finally dug into it and I saw that some sometimes more often than not, dextrose is derived from wheat gluten, and that can be a major issue. And with my sweet tooth, gummies, a lot of gummies have wheat or gluten in them. Mm-hmm. Gummies, gummies, who would have thought, <laughs> right? Who would have thought gummies would be full of gluten, but they are. So uh, just uh, that sidetrack is the important. Part of there was read your nutrition labels, yep. read the ingredients. And if you don't know what something is, Maybe you don't have it. Or if you really want to have that thing, you don't know what something is, look it up, mm-hmm. do your research, figure out what it is, or speak to someone who maybe does know or could help guide you on that right path to make sure that you're making better decisions mm-hmm. that will help benefit your life in so many other ways. Yeah.
0: And Matt, let me know if you agree with this, but like I know for, for me, like with IBSD, like it just helped. Um, I mean, there were certain things like I was eating that were, um, I don't want to say it, they were, um, I can't think of the word, um, processed. Like, you know, they they have several ingredients, you find them on a, sh- on a shelf in the grocery store and, and just cutting down on the amount of those in my daily life, like helped a lot because I mean, even though I was buying them and I didn't see that there was an ingredient that I shouldn't be having, there probably was at least one ingredient in there that was bothering me. So going back to basics, trying to eat, you know, more, um, what do you call, them? uh, major food groups? No. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Mac- yeah. Macaroni. Yeah yeah macronutrient rich foods that are yeah yeah, yeah you. you know vegetables starches uh protein stuff like that i mean i
1: think you're i know, I know you're getting at it so my rule of thumb that i always tell people is if we can choose that 80 percent of the time choosing foods that are um either coming they come from the ground or they can be hunted or fished or um created by the earth mm-hmm. then those are great and then the other 20 percent of the time it's like the pro like the processed foods, whatever you whatever you want to go with, like anything in the aisles, right? Anything down the aisles is pretty much yeah. going to live beyond that label yeah. on that list. But yes, yeah, I love so
0: so going to your point, like just moving m- making that shift, you know, more of an 80-20 in the other direction made a, made a huge difference for me and like how I felt on the daily. I agree,
1: yeah. that's awesome. Oh, so good, Mitch. So while we do this, we'll we'll start to wrap it up here because I think you've dropped some really good nuggets. Um, one thing I did want to hit up before we move forward though. You said at one point in time, or or maybe we, we said it kind of in conversation, it made me think of this. There's being, bring more awareness to your food choices. Yes, we read into like the labels, making, but also being more aware of, like breakfast, for example. You were you weren't doing breakfast for a while, and because we weren't sure like what the was operating, what it was causing, the effect of, of your IBS, but we weren't doing breakfast for a little while. So now you you do you do breakfast? You do have yeah, I think
0: no? I was always I was always always actually a breakfast eater. Um, yeah. But um, I think when we started, I didn't want to, like, change my breakfast. And, like, I, yeah. I think I finally had you convince me to change my breakfast. And and now I love it. And I think it actually um improved certain issues that I didn't even think it was going to improve. Like, as an example, like, I remember um, I used to get very hungry uh, for lunch. And, like, it it was more, I don't want to say painful, but, like, uncomfortable. You know, like, it was, like, that really, like, you really got to eat. Like we're going to keep bothering you like you know like stomach feeling and now you know now i feel like it's a little bit more subtle um probably because i am like real having um a really good nutritious meal for breakfast you know and um i have a vegetable and i have a starch and i have protein. you have a vegetable for breakfast for breakfast so and you probably go through this with almost every person where um so matt um, Matt actually wanted me to incorporate um, a green vegetable into my into my breakfast, and mm-hmm. and I was like, a green vegetable? That doesn't me for breakfast. And like, right. that's weird, but like, it's actually not. And like, there's certain vegetables that are less um um that are like they're less bold flavored, like that you can incorporate for breakfast. Like one thing like that, or or so I usually have one one of two vegetables for breakfast. So one is either. Um brussels sprouts and and also, like here's another thing, like it doesn't Matt said like if frozen works for you, frozen's fine. And so, like I do frozen vegetables because um I'm one of those people that when i buy when I buy fresh produce, a lot of it unfortunately um goes bad, and it just wasn't working for because I just i don't it just wasn't working for me for me. so frozen I found was best um and and yeah, so I either have. Um, frozen petite Brussels sprouts, um, or frozen um, sugar snap peas, um, that I just microwave. Like it it can be simple. It doesn't have to be super complicated. Um, whatever works for you that that meets the goal. Um, so I just I do that. and I throw that in my breakfast, and you know it it tastes good. I like some. You could you could even like have a fork like. So I usually have a. So okay, I guess I'll tell everyone what my breakfast is. So. And I have this like the same breakfast like almost every day. So it's um it's it's the vegetable, like I mentioned, the, the Brussels sprouts or the or the sugar snap peas, um, two hard-boiled eggs, um, and then um a few turkey sausage links, and like the the, the mini ones um that are frozen. And oh, and a and a um a small russet potato that I might and the water and the water of course, and sometimes coffee yeah and sometimes coffee
1: it's so good though mitch like that's so great because you have so the macronutrient profile here right so you're not only are you checking the box for the micronutrients to help make sure that you're getting all the balanced things that we're missing in our diet so with the vegetables but you're getting the vegetables so you're getting more fiber in your day to start off your day so no matter what else happens in the rest of your day you're starting with a good starting with a great and then no matter what else happens it doesn't matter right you have your breakfast at least you at least getting some vegetables there mm-hmm. you're having eggs proteins and fats great source Complete protein, by the way, and then you're getting you're getting the sausage links, which is also another great add- addition to your protein and your fat count, which is mm. awesome. It's gonna help with your satiety levels, make sure that you're staying full for a longer period of time, and then the potato, it's great. Like what a great starchy carbohydrate that is, jam packed full of great nutrients. No matter what the potato is, the fact that you're doing that for breakfast as a whole span, you're getting all the macronutrients covered. You're getting fiber, you're getting micronutrients. I'm just oh so
0: proud. <laughs>
1: Thanks, Matt. So proud of you. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Awesome, awesome, awesome.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, awesome. Was there anything else you want to add in before I ask you my final question?
0: Um, I don't know, but like just going on to that, like um, when it comes to nutrition, it doesn't have to be complicated. I know. I remember I I asked Matt. Uh, it, I actually probably asked him a few times during our meetings. I was like, oh, do I need to like know and have a repertoire of like fifty, a hundred recipes? And he said no. Like if you like something, like doesn't like, and it's good for you. Like you can have it every day. Like there's no rule that says you can't or, yes. you know, so you can rotate the same old foods. And if something simple works for you, that's fine. Like, keep it going. Like do what works for you. Oh,
1: take, take, a note, take notes from the man himself. That was fantastic. Man, I mean, it sounds fantastic. Okay. So final questions as we wrap things up here, what I want you to think about. What you would say to someone who is in your position, someone who's suffering from a, a physical limitation, some, something that like IBS, right? Something like that that is not necessarily an injury, but something that is holding them back, that is that is holding them back from the progress they want to make with their, with their fitness, with their health. Maybe it's holding them back emotionally. Maybe it's holding them back uh, mentally. Maybe all those boxes are being checked. And it's holding them back. What would you say to that person who was on the edge, like, I know I need to make a change, but I'm not ready to remove Jerry I'm not ready to start eating vegetables records. I'm not ready to do all these things because of how many other amazing crazy things in my life could go wrong or could go right what would you say to that person and, and give me the full like you have you have two minutes or less to inspire this person to change their life yeah. what would you say
0: i mean i i, I want to start off by saying like i'm i'm i was i am one of those people that went from zero to something you know um I was from the couch i I wasn't, you know, I didn't really have like any special diet wins or anything like that. So you can do it, you know, and again, I didn't have any success over my life over years and years of trying, but it's never too late to start and you can always make progress. Um, the most important thing that Matt talks about, and that's absolutely true is, um, is making small changes that, that you can repeat and you can hold yourself accountable to over time. Um, and that's what makes makes um, makes the changes. So, make a few um, make a few changes that you can incorporate um, that'll make a make somewhat of a significant difference, and commit to that for a week or two, um, and see if you can sustain it over time, and that'll make a difference. I mean, you know, yeah, it, it's not about what you can do in a day, it's about what you can do in a week in a month um and if you're just starting out with with making changes, you know whether it's starting to come to bent on better or making uh nutrition changes or both or something else entirely when it comes to um to health and and wellness um it could be hard and and it may be especially hard in the beginning um when you know when it comes to fitness like again, like you'll be sore. Um, a lot of the exercises will be hard and uncomfortable. Some of them will be uncomfortable, but they get easier over time. And especially if you're focusing on like good form and all that, it'll really pay off in the end when it comes to nutrition. Um, you may really miss some of the foods that you cut out. Um, or something like that, but you know, try it, try it for a week, see how it feels. Um, and if it, if it improves your being, um, see if you can keep it going for, for longer than that. Um, I know we didn't talk about it, um, but one of the, one of the biggest um, benefits, um, from coming here, um, and something that I started holding myself to, um, is accountability. Um, Been huge. Um, what's allowed me to come three times a week. Um I did eventually like make a commitment to myself, but in the beginning, it was you know, holding a commitment to you and and also the other the other coaches and saying, you know, I'll be here three times a week and knowing that you have this amazing community behind you um that want to see you here and want to see you succeed and will help you um get through the challenges and the obstacles um and yeah i mean it's just amazing i remember i started here and i was like oh i feel this and oh my god my back like is so sore today and like you know they'll say hey they'll give you some tips and they'll give you some um some exercises and and they work (laughs) and then and then you're good to go and 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 you can come back the next day and and, and kick butt.
1: Love it. I mean, that was so great. Give me some. Man, do some. Oh, that's fantastic. And and you're right. And and everything you just said, I will summarize it in just by saying that discomfort is the is the proof that growth is happening. Mm-hmm. And if you are someone in health, in fitness, in nutrition, in trying to improve your life in some way it will get uncomfortable. There will be discomfort along that journey. There will be ups and downs. There will be ebbs and flows. But it's the consistency that wins over time. It is giving yourself the okay pass to say, it's okay to not do my best today as long as I stay consistent moving forward. And that is how we truly see growth and development and progress, changes and results, because that is what what it takes. It takes being Getting comfortable with being uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and knowing that that discomfort is leading to growth. And you can keep doing it. And if you can do it, Mitch, I know that you can do it. If you're listening or watching, I know that everyone can do it.
0: Oh, for sure. Like I said, people like I've failed at so many fitness and nutrition things over the years. Um, and I I I wasn't sure if I was ever gonna succeed. And I I didn't, you know, like, I mean, when it came to exercise, I was doing nothing. So like, again, you can go from zero to something. You just gotta believe in yourself and not to sound cliche, but kind of trust the process a little bit um, for all you Sixers fans (laughs) and yeah. And, and, and just try to stick with it for as long as you can and just, yeah. And you'll be surprised what, what, what the results will be.
1: Perfect. That's so great. Well let Mitch let's wrap it up and say thank you so much for hanging out with us. Mitch, thanks for being here. I appreciate it. If you haven't already done so, make sure you click the subscribe button. Give us a thumbs up on this video, and we will see you again next time. Bye. Thanks,